Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. My name's Bob D, and with me for this show are Jerry Koskello. Correct. And Jason Denton. Hello, everyone. Jerry popped into Element Games in Stockport this evening, and he's going to have a chat with us about Imperial Aces. Uh, Jerry, how long have you been playing uh, X-Wing at all? Uh, since the bottom end of 2016, I think. I started around, was it slightly before or slightly after Christmas, something like that. Mike Leach of the uh, former Carillion Design Bureau got me into it and showed me a basic X-Wing versus couple of TIE Fighters game, and I immediately fell in love with it, and that's the last time I also played Rebels. <laughs> so I've been Imperial ever since. Okay, and at the moment, the, the most attractive Imperial builds seem to be based around the Ace ships. That's right, yeah. I think uh, TIE Swarms are always strong, but most of the, the ones you see on the top table, the most successful ones, seem to be the Ace builds, and I've always really liked the Aces in particular as well. My I've... very first list was that, that I was any good at with was... Um, uh, Raksun tier in V1 and it, it's been very similar ever since two two or three ships with initiatives five and above or nine and above in old money okay and were you a Palpaces player at all back yes in yes uh, I, I dabbled in Palpaces around the 2016 UK Nationals I think it was Whisper Inquisitor and Palpatine in version one I made the top eight of Nationals that year which is the by far the best I've ever done in the UK Nationals. They've, they've tended to be a very mediocre tournament for me ever since then for some reason. But that, okay. that year, Palp Aces did very well for me. And 2.0 obviously is a very different landscape for playing Aces. It's, it's much less about what the cards are doing and much more what the dial is doing for you. That's true to a point also, although um, I think the, the only exception, the, the, the only strong difference between some of the Aces lists that I've been playing with from version 1 to 2 is the lack of auto thrusters. That, that's something noticeable, but I find it relatively easy to have the same sort of token stack still. Okay. Um, or very similar anyway. I mean, firepower has been scaled down a little bit, so you can get away with a little bit less in terms of defensive mods, but I think a lot of the token stacking is still there, mainly in terms of force nowadays. Right, and do you have a preference between 2.0 and 1.0? Is it an upgrade for you? Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, Probably my favourite games of all time still were playing Palpaces against Triple Jumps. I really enjoyed those games. Uh, I'm very happy playing basically the same game over and over again hundreds of times and honing it forever and ever. So the fact that you played that same game throughout multiple tournaments was not a downside to me at all, but I appreciate to anyone who didn't enjoy one or the other of those two lists. It was a very dull game. So overall, I think V2 has been an upgrade, but I never particularly fell out of love with V1 either. Okay. And what have you been running then in 2.0? What's your, your favourite? Uh, so, I mean, clearly the, the, the top contender that I've played around with in version 2 has been um, a very specific list, Vader with FCS, Soontia with Predator, and Whisper with uh, Duke and Fifth Brother, which okay. used to clock in at 189 points until Fantasy Flight very rudely took me from an 11-point bid down to a 3-point bid. So it still fits, but I'm... I, I'm the, the, the jury's still out on whether that's a big enough bid nowadays. I think it might still work, but definitely takes it takes more of a risk fielding it now. So I'm also doubling and changing Whisper for Duchess, getting some of the bid back. That's not yet coalesced into one specific build. And at Initiative 6, you really want to milk that with the Sun Tier Fell. 
I, I'm not keen on some tier. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a thing. And Darth Vader, you really want to leverage that. Yes, absolutely. So uh, it, it may well be worth eating into some of those upgrades to try and get some of the bid back. Well, in that particular whisper list, I mean, what upgrade are you going to drop? You, you can't drop FCS off Vader. Predator, maybe you could drop off soon tier. But to be honest, he, without rerolls, his damage output just collapses. Yeah. You get back into the version of one zoom tier where you get into range one, roll two eyeballs and two blanks and you can't re-roll and you don't really want to spend the focus unless you're guaranteed at least three hits. And um, you've had quite a lot of success in 2.0 uh, with, with that kind of list. Yeah. Congrats on winning the German Open. Thank you, that was exactly the list that I took to Germany and uh, yeah, it served me incredibly well. How did you find the overall experience in Germany? Really nice. Um, I, I lived there for a year in 2017. I, I've been to the German Open every year it's run, so it, it's quite a familiar scene for me. I always really enjoy it. The, the, the main difference to the UK tournament, I find, is that the, the, it, the numbers are about halved, so round turnover times are significantly shorter. Okay. Uh, but apart from that, I mean, a lot of the people are the same, the judging team is largely the same. It's, if you've been to the UK system open, you have a good idea of what the German one's like. Yeah, absolutely. And are you a guy who likes to get into the zone for a tournament and stay there and just keep playing and playing and playing until yeah, the day's done? Absolutely, yeah. I don't particularly have any particular kind of routine or anything that I have to go through. I know some people like their cards in a very specific way or do specific things to prepare before matches. I don't go that deep into it. But yeah, I, I, I prefer rounds to be as back-to-back -back as possible and... Uh, keep thinking about the game straight for as long as possible and any, anything other than that tends to cost me rather than benefit me. Okay. And when you're flying with those with those three aces in, in particular, mm -hmm. what are the lists that you don't want to see? Lots of hull. I mean, it's got a lot of modification there. Vader's got fire control, three force and focus most turns. Soon Tear's got focus evade and predator. Whisper's got Duke, Focus, uh, Fifth Brother, several evades. So you've got the mods, but you also need almost all of those for defense. So ideally, on offense, I don't really like spending more than FCS on Vader and maybe a point of force, Predator on Zuntir and hopefully nothing else, and probably Fifth Brother on Whisper and keep, keep a focus on evades for defense. And if your list has 30, 35 plus hull points, it's going to be a slog and probably at some point you're going to catch me bumper ship, take it off, and that's that. So the, the, the lists I tend to lose to with that sort of build most frequently are swarms, where they can just put a ship everywhere and get shots on you no matter what. Um, also bombs to some extent, although the Hanover final kind of takes the edge off of that somewhat. Um, what, what, remind us of that, what that, happened that, So it was um, me and uh, Rick Van Ness uh, and he was fielding 4k wings uh, all with bombs and with Sabine which now is a, a list that's worth slightly more than 200 points since the <laughs> since the points change but so I managed to dance around it on that occasion but that's not something that I more often than not it doesn't work. Okay yeah the, the bomb's going to go down and he's going to guess right. Yeah and... eventually he's going to clip something and that's that. How about you, Jason? When you're flying aces, what is it that you, you don't like across the other side of the board? Like we said there, lots of hull is is difficult. It's usually in a big block and you're trying to outmaneuver your opponent. Mm. So usually outmaneuver them, get in from different angles. Played a chap at the latest hyperspacing crew. He had three torrents, two arcs, you know, all pointing the same way. 
managed to get in and chip a bit off, get in and chip a bit off, get in and chip a bit off, but it's nerve-wracking the whole time because if you do one bad move, you can only you can take one shot with an ace. If you're taking multiple shots, that's when you start really twitching. So it's not about arc dodging per se, it's about no. dodging multiple arcs. Yes, yeah. You know, you're happy to trade one for one. Um, as long as it's not a proton torpedo usually. But if you can you know, if you can get out of the way rather than take the shot and take three shots or four shots, that's that's where you need to go. You know, I play Marrick and Vader in my Imperial list. They've both got afterburners for that very reason. If you get in a bad spot you've gotta get out of it. You know, even if it means flying five forward over a rock and totally into a pocket that the opponent didn't see. Yeah. You know, you just do it, get out of the way, and then just try and tie their list in knots and get them to turn around, pull ships apart. That That's the key for me, is kind of just distraction, you know, bait and switch. And, and are you a, a big rock guy, Jerry? Yes, three big rocks, yeah. always. That's that, Those are the two things that go into my list first. The next two things are Vader and Zuntir, and then the rest is negotiable. Okay, yeah. And... How do you think that the, the points changes and the, the damage to the bid is going to affect you now that we're seeing more of the uh, Republic and Separatist high initiative lists? Well, Separatists don't have high enough initiative for initiative to matter. The, the whole faction caps out at four except for Maul, who's a five, I think, or something like that. Yeah, that's okay. right. Um, so they're kind of... They're, not, they're, they're a non-issue as far as bidding is concerned when, you, when your list yeah. is initiative five and higher. Uh, Republic, I haven't faced enough to uh, to have a strong opinion on yet. Um, they've got a lot of scary high initiative ships. Yeah. I've, uh, I've just started flying some Republic. They can get everywhere. All the time. And that is very scary. It really depends on how many points they need to spend to get to that point, which yeah. I think determines what impact on the bid it has. Like I said, my list has gone down to three, and I think many of the until recently popular lists took a bit of a hit in the bid uh, with the points change so I, I'm not yet clear on where the dust is going to settle on where the new bidding level is probably it's going to be a little bit lower than the 11 to 12 points we saw with lists before the bid I think that was a bit silly even though I was participating in it yeah. <laughs> well you get back to, to Jack Meany with his hand at 189 and there, were, there was loads of rebel beef in the, the low 190s so the mm. wedge had, had a bid to play with yeah and my in-base list, crucially, the, the, the classic, the, the first Hanjek list, I think, went at 192, and then the, the hyperspace legal one was a little bit cheaper. Yes. But the, the full full force one, I outbid, and the, all of the rebel beef lists, I just outbid. So Hanjek was actually a pretty easy matchup for me. I, I took one down in the top four at Hanover, okay. and Han's dial starts to matter again, and the whole list falls apart. Okay, yeah. interesting. Obviously with these lists you're very dependent on, on green dice and it, it's perhaps telling that there's relatively few Imperial Aces that have managed to, to reel in a really big event because over the course of those 7, 8, 9, 10 games there's, mm. there's always that game where the evades just don't turn up. Uh, obviously the dice are the dice yeah. and, and you know the variance is, is much more of a thing in 2.0 perhaps than it was in 1. Mm. How do you deal with it psychologically? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, y you're right. It's going to happen, and you just have to roll with it. I mean, in Hanover as well, I lost a game, but it happened to be a game in Swiss, and I went five and one in Swiss, made it to the top cut, and didn't lose another game. And yeah. I mean, that that I'm not saying that that loss was ne necessarily down to dice specifically. It was against Yelta de Boer, who is likely to win any game he's yep. taking part in. But that 
that loss could have come in the top cut and I would have had the same record and had a very different result. So these things happen and you kind of have... If it, if it kicks you out of the zone, then that's a problem and you have to work out a way of working around yeah. it. I'm, I, I'm a statistician by profession, so I sort of run into this pretty consistently and I guess have developed quite a thick skin in terms of... <laughs> uh, I mean, my, my analysis on it is, is very much that in an individual game... Imperial Aces are, are a good bet for a skilled player, but the dice eventually catch up at some point over yeah. the, yep. the course of a long event, which is why they might do very well perhaps in a, in a small store, mm. hyperspace, but then when you get to the larger things like Europeans or uh, System Open, then they're struggling. Is that, is that, do you think that's statistically that's a fair analysis? Um, it's tough to say. I mean, there have been a fair few events recently where Imbases have done really well, especially in the US, on exactly the same day uh, that I won Hanover. Um, blanking on his name, but there was a, a parallel tournament, a parallel system opener in the US that was won by the Hatchetman list by one of the Birmingham Barons yep. from Birmingham, Alabama. And so there's two people from Birmingham, I'm from Birmingham, UK, who <laughs> won system opens on exactly the same day. But the difference is, Jerry, you pronounce it properly. Well, uh, I'm neither English nor American, so I don't really want to <laughs> take sides here. I guess I'm, I'm sitting closer to Englishmen than I am to Americans, so I'm siding with you guys. And but, how, um, how about you, Jason? How do you deal with the dice? Like I said before, I think if you've got to put yourself in the right position, it's going to happen at some point. I suppose you just don't want it to happen when you're taking three or four defensive rolls a turn. That's the thing. If if you put yourself in a position where you're taking three to four defensive rolls, that, and then you roll badly, that's not down to dice. That's down to you exactly. giving the dice the opportunity exactly. to fail. Yeah. What what you you're gonna take shots. There's no way to avoid getting shot in a game, even with a triple aces list. Yeah. What you want to do is want to line it up so that no one ship gets shot more than once, once a turn. Exactly. And then if the dice still fail, fair enough. Yes. Um, yeah. Just watch out for Rob Rams, range one academy tie fighter. Three dice, hit, hit, crit on Vader. Boom, get some. Three blanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you remember it though. Yeah, you, you remember. You really remember it, but it was, it was a fun game anyway. Um, have you experimented, either of you, with Elusive? Yes. Uh, Every game, Marek has Elusive. Okay. Some games it pays for itself, some it doesn't. Mainly I'll trigger it on the first engage if I get a bad roll. And it usually evens it up a little bit that it might take a shield. Okay. on most first engages but I don't think it sees enough table time I don't think people realise how good it is how about in you, the right Jay? circumstances I've, I've not used it mainly because I tend to have what to me feel like more important things to put into the talent slot Predator on Zundir and Duke mm -hmm. on Whisper are both pretty invaluable and in my more recent Duchess builds as well Duchess tends to have either Duke or Outmanoeuvre I'm not yet settled on which I think is better now that Duke went up in price yep. but the one play when I see Elusive, it usually tends to be on ships like Ten Num or Cad Solace. Is I think the the, um, the Fang Fighter that likes from doing red moves. And yeah. Yeah. on those ships, I rarely see it pay off. And I think the reason for that is because they don't tend to have defensive mods to go with it. So yeah. they're relying on rolling, re-rolling a blank into an evade, which is quite rare. Yeah. Where I would see value in it is precisely the sort of in base list if you have a token stack of defensive mods then that that one reroll becomes so much more valuable if you have a focus you can spend on the defense yeah but my lists have never had the space for it i suppose it's it's about looking at the rather than the chance of, of getting an evade at all it's about improving the percentage effectiveness of each dice yes and if you have a mod 
then you've got a five-eighths chance of it working in the first place. Mm. And if it fails, you have a five-eighths chance of making up for that failure with elusive. Yeah. Whereas without mods, you've uh, a three-eighths chance of it working in the first place. Mm. And if it doesn't, only a three-eighths chance of fixing it with a natural roll. Yeah, exactly. So in three times, in five times out of eight, if you haven't got consistent defensive mods, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Which works on some ships, not on others. Yeah, and the value obviously of, of an individual defensive dice uh, is much higher when you have fewer of them. Yes, true. Because the game is, is protecting you with, with other yeah. tools like shields and hull. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's all about flying, isn't it? Okay. It's all about flying. You, you've got to enjoy flying, fly well, and, and have the foresight to put yourself in a position you know, whilst you're planning. You've got, you've got to get that foresight right. Mm. You get that right, you've got a better chance. If you're a, a one forward to victory type, you pick up aces, you will find them very difficult. Mm. Yeah, you one know, thing... You need a bit of an imagination to fly aces, I think. One thing that I like to keep track of, which is how I judge whether I've done well in a game, is how frequently would I like to change what I put on my dial after I've seen all of my opponent's moves. Yeah. And if you get that number close to zero, then ace play is probably for you. Okay, that's really interesting. That's a really good point. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Um, Jerry, thank you very much indeed for, for coming up and joining us uh, for My this pleasure. show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me along. And it's goodbye from me, Bob D, and goodbye from Jason Denton. Yep, see you later, guys. And goodbye from Jerry. Bye now.